Hello and welcome to a very special and very sad episode of In Loco Parents, a podcast about parenting and lawyering in that order. I'm Karen Vladek. I'm Steve Vladek. And And I want to start off this episode by giving a content warning um, for those of you listening. We will be discussing gun violence, um, a hostage situation, and death on today's episode. So for those listening, um, if that's something that is not something that you think you can handle today, we, we ask you to turn it off and we'll... Come back tomorrow. Yeah, come back tomorrow when we have our normal schedule episode. Because our plan is to actually drop two episodes this week. So we're dropping this episode um, very early Wednesday morning, February 3rd. And then um, on Thursday morning, February 4th, we're going to drop a hopefully less upsetting episode um, where we talk to Mira Deo from Thomas Jefferson School of Law about diversity or the lack thereof in the legal profession, legal workplace. But we couldn't do the Mira episode without spending some time talking about something that happened in our lives a week ago tonight. Yeah. So some of you might have noticed that last week we didn't have an episode. Um, that was because a really tragic event happened in our own lives. On last Tuesday night, our friend and pediatrician, um, Lindley Dodson was taken hostage in her pediatrician's office, and um, she was later killed by the person who took her hostage, um, who then killed himself. A lot of people have been asking why this happened, and the short answer is uh, no one really knows. It's just one of those crazy, terrible things um, that happen in life. It, the person, um, the perpetrator in this instance, was another doctor who didn't really have any substantial connection to Dr. Dodson's practice. Um, he had gone in the week prior and had interviewed for a volunteer position, as but, far but, as we can tell. But the you know everything we've heard is that he didn't even meet Dr. Dodson when he did that, that it was just, you know, he came back for whatever reason last Tuesday, right, right as the office was closing, looking for, quote, a doctor, unquote. Yeah. Um, he held some people hostage and then let them go and others had escaped. And then um, around nine o'clock or so, a little bit later, yeah. he um, yeah. killed Dr. Dodson and killed himself. So, and, and, I mean, we should say, I mean, we're not, we don't, we don't mean to, you know, we're not going to spend that much time, I think, dwelling on the facts. I think we really want to spend a little bit of time talking about processing this as parents and then also processing it with respect to how we told our kids. Um, but, you know, I think what may not be clear to folks who haven't been following the story closely is, you know, this part of Austin, I mean, West Central Austin is a pretty close-knit community where everybody knows everybody else at least by one degree of separation. Um, and so it's not just that Dr. Dodson was our friend and our pediatrician since 2017 and shortly after we came to Austin. Um, it's that, you know, she lived in our neighborhood um, the last time we'd actually seen her was when we were out trick-or-treating for Halloween. Um, she's very close friends with a number of our very close friends and closer friends, I think, than we were with her. And so this really, I mean, you know, separate from the tragedy and the horrificness of the violence in the abstract, I mean, this has really rocked this part of Austin, you know, off of its, off, off, off of its kilter. Yeah. I also think so many people identified with her. She was, uh, you know, 43 years old. She has three little kids. They all go to the public school in the neighborhood. Um, their youngest is the same age as Maddie. There's just so many connections that she had to people. Um, she was, you know, such a pillar in the community. And it's such a tragic, tragic loss for us. And, and, and I mean, we should say, I mean, I, I would encourage folks, Karen, Karen really has, has 
collected a number of beautiful tributes to Dr. Dotson on her Twitter account. Um, you know, people have been sharing lots of memories and stories that I think sound very familiar to anyone who knew her. You know, I think it's it's safe to say that for everyone who had who, for, for whom she was their pediatrician, she was more than a pediatrician. You felt like she was part of your family. Um, and, you know, they're the people who were on even closer terms with her and knew her as more than just, you know, their family doctor. And I think it's just um, when when any tragedy happens that close to your family, but especially when it's one like that, you know, it's it's horrifying. It's sad. It's scary. It's anger inducing. Um, and then there's the question of and what do you do about the kids? Um, you know, Maddie was actually scheduled to see Dr. Dotson this week um, for her five year old checkup. So. You want to talk a bit about how we approached how we were going to tell Maddie and, and what the sort of what the, the tipping point was and, and how we, we went from there. Yeah. So when it first happened, I was just completely gutted. I mean, I couldn't get out of bed gutted. I didn't work at all. I, I really I could hardly function. And my initial reaction was to just tell her Dr. Dotson moved. I, I, I wanted to lie. That was the first thing that came into my mind. I wanted to spare her the pain that I was in. I didn't I didn't want to have to live through it and explain it to her. And as the days passed, I realized that that was not going to work for a number of reasons. One, Maddie's already five, and she really understands and remembers things and was asking, you know, when's my when is my doctor's appointment? Let's put it on the calendar. Um, she knows Dr. Dodson. Our kids play doctor and they call themselves Dr. Dodson. I mean, this is somebody who's in her life. And the other, you know, she has a daughter who's the exact same age as Maddie, who we saw at the park last weekend. I mean, that's going to be a potential classmate of Maddie. That's going to be someone who's in her life. And as the days started to go forward, I realized that not telling her or telling her a lie was certainly well, or, not going to happen. Well, it's, it's degrees of lies. I mean, one of the things I want to talk about, yeah. right? I mean, I mean, we didn't tell her the truth. No, we didn't. Well, we didn't tell her the whole truth, but we didn't. We, right. we, we certainly didn't say she she moved out of town, which right. was my initial my first thing was I was like, well, just tell her she moved. Like, you know, I just I, I can't handle this. And so as the days went on, Steve and I started to think. And one of the things that's been so incredibly lovely that Steve touched on is how much the community has rallied around this. And somebody, um, for those of you who live in Austin or are familiar with it, um, down this main street in a neighborhood called Terrytown down Exposition Boulevard, there are hundreds of Mardi Gras colored ribbons. So Dr. Dodson was from Louisiana. She loved Mardi Gras. She would come in beads, a full crown. Her house was always decorated for Mardi Gras. Um, her whole family lives in Louisiana. So uh, they decorated the whole neighborhood with these Mardi Gras colored ribbons. So a red, uh, no, a purple, a green, and a yellow ribbon. Yellow gold, yeah. Yeah, yellow gold. Um, and one of our neighbors texted me and said, can I put a ribbon in front of your house? And I said, yes, I would love that. And, and this is just timing-wise, right? I mean, the, yeah. the, this, the, the, all the horrible stuff happened Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday night. Um, I mean, right? I mean, you, you picked the girls up from daycare Tuesday afternoon right when this was starting. Yeah. And actually, like, the street was closed and you had to go a different way because her, her office is right down the block. Right, from, next, from, right next to their from, school. From their school. Um, and so we, we sort of – we were like zombies Wednesday and Thursday. I mean, I think I – you know – I think we told ourselves that we put on a pretty good face for the girls, but I, I don't. I don't doubt that they picked up on some of our emotions. But Friday was the real turning point because Friday was when a lot of people were putting ribbons out. Friday was when our neighbor asked if she could put one out on on our tree, and we were we said absolutely. And so we knew that when we brought Maddie home from daycare 
on Friday, she was going to see the ribbon. She was going to ask what it was about. And she did. We pulled in. She said, what's that ribbon? And she even noticed them on the houses before ours when we saw it. So Steve and I knew that that was going to happen. And we had talked about this in advance. And we said, this is what we're going to tell her. And we had decided that we were going to just not sugarcoat it and just say Dr. Dodson died. Um, There was an accident that happened. We don't know the details of it. And we were kind of prepared for her to say, well, what was the accident and all that? And she didn't, she actually did not ask that. Um, but we had prepared to say, we don't know, you know, we don't know. What, or we're still learning, we're still the, learning details. the details. Um, that was going to be our hedge. And she cried initially yeah. after we said that. She said, I don't want to go to a different doctor. Um, I, I, you know, I wanted to go to Dr. Dodson. What, what's going to happen to my appointment? Yeah. It was more about like what was going to happen to her, which I think from a five-year-old's perspective is the exact right answer because it's really hard for five-year-olds to understand that they're part of a broader world and universe. They just sort of know their own lives. Um, And then, you know, she processed it for a couple minutes and then she almost was better than she had been for the rest of the week. I think she on some subconscious level knew that something was going on. I mean, I... I couldn't even get out of bed. Like I, mean, I was. I mean, the 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 Maddie had been terrible. Um, Wednesday night, um, Thursday morning, and Thursday night. Yeah. Um, Friday morning was like sort of she weird. just kind of you, you knew she just knew, and as much as we tried to pretend like we were okay, she just she could pick up on it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think that she some connection in her brain was like, okay, this is why they've been upset. And this was... And it's upsetting. And it's upsetting. And she's asked a couple questions since about, like, what doctor she's going to go to. When are we going to pick another doctor? But it's also been, like, so matter of fact, like, Saturday morning, you know, I was I was taking the girls out for a walk. And Sydney, our younger daughter, you know, pointed to the ribbons on the tree and said, how much longer are they going to be there? Or something to that effect. And, and Maddie said, just totally matter of factly, with no emotion in her voice... Um, you know, they're going to be up until everyone knows that Dr. Dodson died. Yeah. Which, I, you know, I was sort of stunned by in the moment because, I mean, it was, it, was, it, it was evidence that she had processed what we had told her, right, as opposed to just sort of ignoring it. Um, but also she said it in a way that was not, like, sad or upset. It was just like, Sydney, here's the answer. Like, I have a factual answer I can provide to you. Yeah. And Maddie has, we have never, I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, that we don't hide death from her. Yeah. When somebody dies, we tell her mm-hmm. in the shows that have right. – I have friends who don't want their kids to watch Disney movies because they don't want to see the death and they don't want to see this. But The parents always die in Disney movies. The parents always die. Like it's, it's, it's like a necessary plot element in yes. Disney movies that the parents die. Yeah, and we mm-hmm. actually just watched this new, sh- this new movie on Netflix that was really beautiful um, in China where it was, came out this year and the girl's family – it starts with the mom dying. So I guess this is a still happening in 2020 I, 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 theme. I, I, I thought you were going to say the, the Baby Shark Space Adventure. No, no we no, watched that too. No one dies in no Baby Shark dies. Space Adventure. Yeah. But, but, right, I mean, I think it's just like we've been – we haven't been like in her face about it. But we also – we've tried to be matter of fact about it. Like, you know, when you get really, really old, you die, right? We don't really – I mean, we're not super religious. So I, we don't really talk about what happens then. Um but, you know, I think – I hope that maybe we set a good precedent by doing that, that, like, it wasn't a shock to her when we said someone – I mean, it's a shock in the sense of who it is, but it's not a shock that, like, there are people in the world who die. Yeah, because she likes to say, like, um, you won't die until you're very old. And I always just kind of say, well, we hope that that's true, but one of the mysteries of life is that we don't know when we're going to die. And I've said that to her 
multiple times since she has processed, yeah. you know, what death means. And she has seen in The Lion King about Circle of Life. And, you know, we are, as Steve said, are not religious. And so I, I say to her, she'll say, what happens after you die? And I say, I don't know, but here's what I believe. I believe that we can come back in the trees or in the grass or in, as an animal. So she likes to say, like, do you think that you're going to come back as grass or a tree or something like that? You know, and I don't, I don't know 100% what I believe. And I can't expect a five-year-old to understand what she believes. But, but I do think, I mean, I, 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 a lot of this, I think, is maybe wishful thinking on my part. But I do hope that our approach, which by no means is the right approach. I mean, everyone's got to do what's right for them and for their personal situation. But it feels to me like we're at least fostering a climate in which we're not telling her everything, but we're also not, like, avoiding the subject altogether, right? Where it's like, you know, we're sort of, you know, I mean, we, we talk about the fact that, you know, three of three of three of my three of my three of four of three of my four grandparents all four of your grandparents right have died um so you know she's down to what one great grandparent um who's 96 hi grandma pearl um but that's you know i i hope that that's part of what if if we're correct that her reaction has been pretty even keeled and she's not just internalizing all of this which we haven't she really seen any, but we haven't seen any sign of it yeah not yet i mean like she hasn't been especially emotional or especially short fused since since friday afternoon you know maybe maybe we can maybe maybe that's just because we've normalized not death but at least the notion that like you know things happen and people die yeah i hope so so i'm i'm really glad that we told her the truth me too i think that that took or a big least, weight at off least me. some of the truth most of the truth yeah. um I mean, she can't handle, obviously, the details of it. And so... Although I still haven't driven her past the office. We haven't gone past yet. We had thought about that. We offered her, do you want to make a car? Do you want to go by? Because there's a huge shrine to her outside the office. Um, and she said no. So we, we've, you know, we can offer that again if she wants to go see it. But she hasn't asked she hasn't, to go She see hasn't it. brought it up. No, she hasn't. So again, we don't know. Maybe she's doing about it internally. I, mean, I think I think the next big moment, if nothing else provokes her, right? If nothing else comes along and provokes her, I think the next big moment is, you know, eventually we are going to have to do her five-year-old appointment. Yeah. And I think that's going to be really hard for her, whether it's with one of the other practitioners in the same group, right? Or whether it's in a totally new practice, which we just haven't even remotely begun to try to sort out yet. But I think whatever it is, that's going to be, it's going to be that shoot, that's going to be really hard for us. Yeah, it's going to be hard for us. We're still getting these, they, you know, they canceled the appointment in the automatic system, but some, for some reason, I keep getting text messages to confirm the appointment for Friday. And every time I get them, I just break down because I'm like, oh my God, please stop showing me her name. You know, it's so much to be like, please confirm your appointment with Dr. Dodson on Friday at nine mm-hmm. o'clock. Um, Seeing it on the calendar, Steve was like, please delete that. So, you know, I think we're going to, it's going to be hard for us, which they internalize. And so, yeah. you know, the more that we can be okay with it. But I do think, I do want to say for anybody who reached out, thank you so much. I, it was so amazing how many people reached out to me and reached out to Steve to just express their sympathy. Um, I just the, check in. I mean, just, yeah, just I mean, check I mean, there's in. Like, like I, I always feel so powerless when, when, when that, ha- when, 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 when I'm on the other side of it, right? When I'm, when I'm the distant friend, I feel powerless. But like, there's such value in just checking in on people and just knowing that like you're paying attention and you're there for them. Yeah, I agree. Although I did learn something. I think that this was sort of the first. You know, we've obviously had people die, but this was the first sort of like legitimate, I would call tragedy in our lives, in the sense that it was 
so, so, so close to our everyday life. Um, we've had other friends who were killed and, you know, we've had things, but it was... And I was, I was flashing back to Dan Markell. Yeah. But that was, you know, even when Dan died, it was, yeah. it was so horrific, but we saw Dan twice a year. And, That's true. you know, we right. emailed with him and whatever, but wasn't yeah. like someone who was so close to our existence. And I'm sure that this is how yeah. people in Tallahassee felt about it yeah. at the time. And, and, and we've been pretty lucky even with family members. I mean, I had one of my uncles, one of my mom's brothers... Um, died in a, in a bike accident, and that was horrifying, and it was sudden, it was unexpected. But, you know, I, I do think accidents are different from homicides. It was something, and also the way that it went down yeah. of, like, she was, was held so hostage. It was so traumatic. We were watching it. And we knew, and we knew, we knew, like, we knew pretty quickly, not just that it was a hostage situation at our pediatrician's office, but that she was the hostage. Yeah. Like, that, had, that, that, had, that wasn't being reported in the news, but it was like everyone with any connection to the practice knew, knew it was her. Who was, what was going on. And so we were watching that, and it was like hours. And I really genuinely believed that she was going to walk out of there. I was pr- picturing her walking out. I was putting that into the universe, you know, and – I was really surprised when we we could, we lived so close that yeah, we could actually hear like the when the when the police went in around ten forty five with a whole bunch of flashbangs, um, we heard that we heard quite that. vividly in our house, and we kind of just were like, "What just happened?" and and you know that was such a shock. It was just so shocking. All of it was so shocking. It was all, I mean, I, and, and 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 but but I want to go back to what you're saying. Like I think when when Dan was killed, right. We got the news when we were at the gym the next day, mm-hmm. right? And it was like, this happened yesterday. Like, it was just... It, it was it, done. It was done. Yeah. It was horrifying, and it was tragic, and it was incredibly upsetting, but it was done. Whereas, like, we all, like, everyone in our community, you know, spent six hours being traumatized by the hostage situation before we were separately, yeah. you know, horrified by the result. Yeah. So, I, you know, I went to her. She had the, There was an outdoor memorial for her at a ranch um, this weekend. And hearing her family speak and hearing how at peace they were with everything, you know, at least in that moment, really brought peace to, I think, a lot of people. So that was so lucky to be able to live in Texas and do an outdoor COVID-safe type of memorial. I also think there's, just, there's, there's, there's strength in numbers. I mean, just being able yeah. to grieve with other people. Yeah. And, and of course, that's harder in the, in the current moment that we live it in, is. too. It is. So all of that and people checking in and, you know, also, I think learning to be able to say, you know, if someone said, how are you doing? And I just responded like, I'm gutted. I'm terrible. (laughs) And not trying to sugarcoat it and say, I'm okay. Um, And learning like the different words that, that for me resonated, which were just, I'm checking in on you. You know, I'm here. Not what can I do for you? Not putting something on me, but just saying, I'm here for you. And not asking the person, are you okay? Or I hope you're okay. Because honestly, I wasn't okay. And like seeing, are you okay? Or all of that just kind of made me feel like, well, I'm, I can't respond to that right now. You know, that, that was too okay. much for me to deal with. But for folks that reached out, and so many people sent heartfelt emails with situations, their own tragic, you know, stories of here's how I dealt with it. And it, it really meant a lot. So thank you um, for any listeners who reached out. And for, you know, looking at the Twitter thread and and all that, I think that that's brought great comfort. Someone is helping me make a book out of all the replies to the thread um, that we're going to send to her family. So I think that that will be really special, I hope, and meaningful for them to see that because it was like so raw and in real time it was happening. 
um, stories about her life. And so, yeah, this is, you know, an episode dedicated to Dr. Dodson. She changed a lot of people's lives. She was an amazing doctor. Um, and person. And person. And people really loved her, including us. So I think kind of hard to talk about anything else. Yeah. So, so, so we, so we decided, as I, as we said at the top, so we decided that instead of trying to pair this with one of our interviews, which we thought would be woefully unfair, both to Dr. Dodson and to the interviewee, um, that we would just drop this as a standalone episode that folks could either listen to or not. Um, and if, if you want more of the sort of, um, less horrifyingly depressing content, um, we're going to drop our next episode on that note tomorrow. Um, so if you're hearing this on Wednesday, the new episode will be out Thursday. Um, and that's going to feature our interview with Miradeo um, about diversity in legal academy, um, or not the lack thereof, and legal profession more generally. And if you've had experience talking to kids about your you know, tragedies, you don't have to go into detail about it. But anything that's worked for your family, we would love to hear it. Yep. Um, you can email us at inlocoparentspod at gmail.com. You can message us, tweet us. You can send us emails to our work accounts, which are really easy to find online. True. Although one of them is subject to the Texas Open Government Act. True. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, but maybe maybe for our Patreon, we'll, we'll take a few minutes in the Patreon episode next month to, if we get emails about that, to sort of talk about some of the emails. Yeah, we can talk about it here. Yeah. You know, I just, anything that, um, if there's listeners that want to share their own yeah. stories, we'd love yeah. to hear them. So thank you for listening, um, and we'll see you on Thursday. Hug your loved ones. Totally. Bye. <laughs>